I'm Squints. I'm Lud. I'm Cody. Leaving Neverland exposes Michael Jackson. Was he really that smooth of a criminal? Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. Welcome to our first drunk cast, where half of our people are actually drunk or on the way to being drunk. Um, today, our guest is Kavan, and he is our resident expert on culture. So we're gonna go ahead and give him a call. Cash. Cash. What's up? What's good, right? Hey, man. Um, we gotta ask you some questions about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. I'm ready. I want to talk about my Lakers, too. Oh, we will definitely have we'll time get to for the that. Lakers, bro. So, okay. my question is this. Michael Jackson got exposed. Is he really that smooth of a criminal? Michael Jackson's dead. Let, <laughs> let the dead rest in peace. Right, let P. the dead rest in peace. All right. That's a good question. Uh, so then R. Kelly. Was can he, he rest in peace? Because he's black. I'm sorry, what was the question, Cody? Was he framed because he's black? Um... R. Kelly's situation, I don't think is a black thing. It's not a race thing. It's just a a weird thing. Like it, it's just the whole this entire thing that's going on, and all the the interviews that he's doing, the antics, whether he was black or freaking Asian or a midget, <laughs> like none of none of it adds up. A midget, uh, huh? <laughs> You know, I just feel yeah. bad for him, man. He's fighting for his fucking life, like he said. <laughs> He's fighting, exactly. And I would just like to start off by saying that uh, I just thank you for so much for uh, for me being a part of this astute podcast. Uh, I've been following and listening to you guys for years. Um, uh, and it just feels like, you know, thank you for this opportunity for me to, you know, be, be with some intellectuals like myself. Oh, first man. time long time, right, Kavan? I'm more dim- <laughs> I'm more dumbass today. We're doing our first uh, drunk cast, so. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, man. So honestly, um, you know, watching R. Kelly during that interview, it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that he's almost, he, I don't know if he believes what he did was wrong. I know that he did those things, but I don't know if he actually believes what he did was wrong. Yeah. And you could see that when, um, uh, when she was asking him, you know, do you need help? And, and he starts off by saying, or he starts off like, I do need help. He's like, I need help. And she kind of like, like nudges like what do you need help with like what's the problem <laughs> and then he goes into like i have too big of a heart uh if you watch that part <laughs> and it's just like dang we're like we thought we were so close to you know maybe getting somewhere but yeah it seems like he just honestly wholeheartedly uh does not feel like he's done anything wrong and, and until like he might not have done anything wrong we don't know these things do you think r so, kelly just cares too much <laughs> you think that's the main he has problem too big here? of a heart he he <laughs> He forgives people too easily. He's he's too good of a person, and that's what it all comes down to. Not these crimes. He gave crimes. you thirty years. He gave you thirty years of his career. <laughs> you know, it's just so many people are pissing all over his you know reputation, his legacy. I just think that's unfair. <laughs> yeah, they're being childish. Big. They're being childish. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, nobody really likes being that childish. So let's get back on the topic of MJ. Come on, because I feel like we kind of we kind of skipped over a lot of the, a lot of valid points that could be made. Did you watch Leaving Neverland? No, I, I saw you are you're on 
you know, the HBO Go thing. I know it's on that, but I don't have it. So if you want to throw me a password, so I can get <laughs> So five minutes in the podcast and you're already leeching our accounts. Okay, so let's get <laughs> let's get to some points. So during the uh, during the documentary, two boys came out that grew up with Michael Jackson said that they've been um, pretty much molested by Michael Jackson for 10 plus years. You know, their family was being paid and catered while the children would be in Nether- Neverland sleeping with Michael Jackson in his own bed. And the question I propose to you is, how much money would it take for Michael Jackson to give you for you to look away to have your son sleep with Michael Jackson in the well, same bed? No no sexual activities, just sleep in the same bed. How much money well, would you turn, like, your, turn your back? Well, I mean, it's not like Michael Jackson's to do anything now. <laughs> they're all ignorant. All right, they're all ignorant. Because <laughs> um, these, these parents were paid probably... You know, a lot of money just to just to be in Neverland. The first settlement from 1993, the parents were paid 23 million dollars in out of uh, out of court uh, settlement. Well, that's just settlement. What about like just being in Neverland and doing all these things uh, that Michael yeah, Jackson well, can do? I don't think any parent no, would ever. No, for me, win. like I, I no, nothing, no amount of money, no amount of money can exactly. You know, okay, but obviously they, they obviously unless they're just the worst parents of all time, you Maybe would not. Just they are the worst parents of all time. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, they're human trafficking. There's human trafficking. Okay, let's talk about that issue. That, you know, whether it be R. Kelly's case, whether it be Michael Jackson's case that's going on right now, because both of these issues arise where, like, both of them have the parents are turning their back or giving their kids to these grown men uh, for money. That's human trafficking. Can we talk about that? Okay, but it's not it's not for money. But the parents are just blinded by the money. The parents are blinded by this lavish lifestyle that. MJ lives that they want to be a part of. So that is human trafficking, and I just I think you know if you're so against human trafficking, you should want the wall too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, build the wall not to stop the raping and pillaging of brown people coming over, but to stop the stop the human trafficking to get into R. Kelly's house. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this question, come on. Did MJ do it? Let the dead rest, bro. <laughs> Let the dead rest, bro. So what do, you, I, I, what do you think about our culture? It makes people, you know, deny such claims against celebrities, whether they're dead or still alive. Because there's so many people that love Michael Jackson, they'll never say he would do such a thing like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not you know, saying that you. I'm, one of those, I'm truthfully, I'm one of those people. And it's the I am saying this. You grow, up, it's, you grow up and you listen you listen to these, these iconic people, and, you know, change your life, change the way that you grow up, change what you're listening to. Uh, and it's just it's just hard to believe, or you don't want to believe. I don't know whether you call it denial or whatever you want to call it, but it's ignorant. They're all ignorant. And I think they're they're dumbasses. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Not intellectuals. I think that this is also, I mean, not to try to say, push the blame away from these horrible things that R. Kelly and Michael Jackson were alleged to do. I don't want to you know, let's let's use a ledge because it's not proven yet. But I mean, when they have so much power and influence and money, at what point do they use that power and influence and they decide, you know what, I can do whatever I want. Because mm-hmm. that kind of seems like that's the point where, yeah, these are awful, awful things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they've lived their whole lives with all this power and influence <laughs> yep. that, you know, at some point do they really think the rules apply to them? And that's kind of the idolization that we do with these celebrities yep. that, I mean, is it kind of on us? 
like oh, yeah. do I you agree. really see normal oh, people? For sure. doing it's this? on it's on it's on, you know, fans that are blinded by, you know, these guys that thinks these people are like gods. They think they're above like the normal human being when deep down we all know that's not the truth. And they think they can just get any way get anything they want with their money. You know, they can get anything they want. They can get you know they can break any we rule. At, well the counter we look at Bill Cosby now. I think Bill Cosby's probably the, the the best example in our most recent years where you know, maybe some, some jail time, some may be the only thing that could work in these instances. Um I just, but, want, to counter, know, I, I, I just want to counter Cody's point. These things do happen with not just like super wealthy and powerful people. When you're a little kid, you look up to people that you love, like your uncles or your aunts, and they're higher up than you. And they could still use that to their advantage. It doesn't matter if they're growing up with wealth and they think they're hard shit. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but they won't. The won't. number of people. So that's one person that's looking up to them. Like, assuming yeah. you're looking up to your aunt and uncle, they don't have millions and millions of people looking up to them, thinking that you know I, I'm idolizing you. That's that's one person. One person I don't think is really going to sway you, but millions and millions of people, just like the dollar signs, that can be enough. But to, as a child, like there's you. certain people you look up to, and you, I don't even know if you can like grasp like the the how big Michael Jackson was at that time when you're a kid. I don't think they have that same understanding of something else that they that they they can feel the same way about something that they love. You yeah, know, we, kids. we understand that his image was you know bigger than life itself, but. When it comes down to a charge such as this, where, where multiple kids are coming out, you know, you can't put him above the law just because he's Michael Jackson. That's the point. You know, yep. just because you have money does not mean, because this was in the 90s. This wasn't really, you know, nowadays we're cracking down on all these celebrities that are <clears throat> committing crimes. You know what I'm saying? It's not, no one's, no one's excused from committing these crimes like it was probably back maybe in the 90s. Let me ask Unless you you're Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's a good point. MAGA. <laughs> so, at when do you think that the idea of celebrity changed from what it used to mean in the 90s till now? Because back in the 90s, you would have these super mega stars, like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And maybe, no, I wouldn't say Prince, but people like Madonna. Madonna, for example. Yeah. Ariana Grande is nowhere close to that. Katy Perry is <laughs> not even close to that at all. Barry McCockner. Yeah, I think it's just more spread out now that since we have the internet, you're able to get more exposure to different celebrities that, I mean, I feel like also the information that's readily available is out. I mean, you had to, in the 90s, you had to get your information through newspaper and, and uh, your five o'clock news channel. So now that we have everything readily available to us, you're going to see more crackdowns. You're going to see more information spread, and it's going to be you're just going to see more and more. Of this. It's it pretty much just comes down to the evolution of social media. Yeah. Everyone's talking. Everyone knows what's going on. So you see th- something on Twitter, you're talking about it. I'm talking about it. We're all talking about each other, and it's just it's just everywhere. So it spreads like wildfire nowadays. I think nowadays. I think on the the interview that I watched or the R. Kelly thing. Uh, he kind of brought up a, a valid point where it's just like, yeah, she's like, none of these girls knew each other. Like, how do you explain that? But it's like, it, but it's really not hard. I can get in contact with anybody or any girl who might have had, like, you know, a photo with, uh, with R. Kelly way back when. I could find, like, their, their fucking their phone number or their email or something like that and be like, yo, you trying to make you trying to make some millions? You trying to make a book or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah. What, you want a deal? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good time to switch gears a little bit. 
Um, we do have our resident Laker fan on the line here, <laughs> and I think he wants to give some uh, you know viewpoints and details about you know the Lakers uh, losing their playoff potential. And uh, didn't you famously tweet, Kavon, uh, 2019 <laughs> Lakers champions? Well, that was a game last know, night, by the let's, way. Let's let's um, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because. Mm. Uh, let's start off by saying that the season is not over. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It is not over. Uh, and you have to be optimistic. You know, whatever your team is, regardless if you're the Suns right now, I think you're probably really optimistic. Uh, for this four-game stretch out there on, so no matter what team you're on, the season's not over. Uh, and we have, you know, Le- LeBron James, who has proven to, you know, do some crazy, crazy things. I have a question. I have in. a question. What do you think LeBron's mindset is for the last stretch of these games? What do you think he's... Uh, his, mind, his mindset is, let's get these this youth football team going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he started, let's, let's start making this, these movies. Let's in get LA. these Instagram uh, dance videos going. <laughs> yeah. Let's get these likes, let's get these likes, you know, popping off. This is what it seems like. You see the demeanor on the court. I kind of I kind of alluded to this when I was talking to someone the other day. It was like, how how are you gonna tell all these young guys that they need to step up when you know the people who they're looking up to, you, LeBron James, you know, you your your whole body language, your lack of, your lack of physical defense, just everything is just starts with with yeah. you. So but, it's a, you know everything derives from him. It's kind of hard. But he's LeBron James. You're just a hater. <laughs> I I'm not a hater. I'm I'm not a hater. I'm a truther. Um, <laughs> I honestly think uh, Mamba mentality might be a little bit stronger than playoff mode LeBron. Oh because... man! Right. Oh, absolutely. That's I don't think that's even worth a debate. Because yeah. Kobe never took no for an answer, and that's just that's just the facts. Yeah, you see that on and off the court. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a theory about this whole thing. I think that LeBron got really frustrated with this Anthony. Anthony Davis thing and he looked at it and he's like all right they don't want my assets and the only way to change that is if we got a good pick to give them because right now when they were looking at it when the trades trades began you were expecting them to make the playoffs but now they're going to be what like the 11th 12th pick in the draft this year so let me just get this straight you're accusing LeBron of tanking I'm accusing Yes. That is quite the accusation. Kevin. I mean, he's got to get Anthony Anthony Davis somehow. At any cost. At any cost. Oh, wow. Even if that means just, well, but here's the problem with this is he's doing it in a way that he's also accusing his young players of they're the reason why he's losing. So yeah. Even though he's yeah, gaining that value, he's getting, he's taking away the value of his players that he has around him and all of this to great try players. to. Great players. Great players, yeah. I don't know about great. Well, come on. You made this point earlier that the Lakers are probably one of the most injured injured teams this year, and that you know does LeBron no favors. Starting off the season with the four games of splits with Rondo, Brandon Ingram, um, you know we have Lonzo Ball who's been injured for X amount of months, and at that same time, uh, freaking LeBron was also out for that what seventeen game stretch. You have Javale McGee who decides. To you know, get injured or get sick with like leukemia or whatever. Uh, Michael Be- Michael Beasley's uh, mom unfortunately passes at the beginning of the season. Don't have them. And we don't have all these components adding up, and it's just it's a really it's really hard to formulate wins. It's also really hard to formulate wins when you give up forty three points every quarter. <laughs> Is Brandon Ingram the next Kevin Durant? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Right. No one's the next Kevin Durant. No one's the next Kevin Durant. Let's, we'll just end that there. So, did it feel good, or did it put any damper on the fact that LeBron, he finally got past MJ in points, but he did so when his team was down 16 points in the second quarter? Did that just dampen it just a little bit? <laughs> I have to, and I'm glad it did. <laughs> LeBron. Um, and they had an opportunity, like, and I think it would have been freaking fantastic if he like passes LeBron or he passes Michael Jordan, and then they come back and win it because you saw that they were down with like two with a few minutes left. Like they just didn't could have put the finish it off, which is disgusting. Um, but yeah, that would have made things even better. Um, but in that same regard, let's talk about let's talk about that the, the passing of Michael Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. And you know he now he leads them in points, he leads them in rebounds, he leads them in blocks, he leads them in assists. So, so does this leave no discussion then? LeBron no, is no, better than MJ. It definitely, no, LeBron's not better than MJ. LeBron, but but LeBron's, the but point says that LeBron is better yeah, than Mike yeah. Jordan. And his field goal percentage is better. It's like fifty points. Field goal percentage is better. He's taking he's taking less shots than him. Um, but I was actually I'm currently on this you know this I'm watching undisputed because it's the greatest. A show on on the planet. Um, Shannon with, Sharp. Uh, with Uncle Shannon Sharp. With Uncle <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Uh, you know, uh, freaking Skip Bayless is saying like, how many more threes that LeBron's taken, uh, which is like an additional like three thousand more points that's been attributed to him, um, which is a, I think a huge factor because uh, because LeBron is a better three point shooter. Would oh, you agree? Absolutely. No, because the <laughs> three point shot. What the Wait, three because... point shot wasn't a thing. In the nineties, the three point shot wasn't a thing. No, bro, you you bullied your way. You just you find how great you were. You thought it was a fad, but it was a thing. You, it you, was a, it was a thing, but it's definitely not like now in today's NBA, you're nothing unless you have a relatively good three point shot. You said back in the nineties, they used to like bully, you know, like the department store managers, you know, in some way the hoop, the milkman, yeah, the milkman. Ice cream trucks. They'd rob the they'd rob the ice cream man. Um, yeah. But but still, nonetheless, the I think obviously the game, the argument of the game is different, uh, and and how it's changed is a huge factor. But we're not going to get into that. Would you not agree that LeBron would actually dominate in MJ's era? No, of course he'd dominate in MJ's era. He's, dom- <laughs> he's going to dominate in any era for the next you know forty years. Like it's kind of hard when you're. But not what, to dominate when you're six foot now the counter question, inches and 300 pounds. The counter question would be, would MJ dominate in this era? Yes. Ooh, all right. If, 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 that, D'Angelo, if, if D'Angelo Russell can score 40 points, then, yeah, I, I don't think that Michael D'Angelo Jordan Russell, have, I feel like Michael well, would take the same role that JaVale McGee has right now. I don't feel like he would really stand out that much. He might get a ring if he, like, you know, randomly yeah. happens to be on the Warriors at yeah. the right time. Play your 10 minutes and, and dunk the ball, Casey. Is he, is, is, is he, 30, bench, is he okay? 34 years old in this era, or is he like oh, no. 23? The peak, peak a, MJ yeah. is Kemba Walker. <laughs> Just let that settle in. I think that's a great point, Cody. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, I Whoa. Just, if you ever watch, and if you ever do this, do it on the NBA Rewind. Just watch, like, pick any of those 90s finals games. Uh, when it's on 96 whatever and watch yeah. just how <laughs> slow and how untalented the overall game was and say like of course michael it's jordan looks good because he's running circles around all these guys that would be basically uh zaza level 
athleticism. So, Kavon, what should be done about the 2019 LA Lakers? Um, here's what's gonna happen. Um, everyone's fired. <laughs> um, everyone's fired, and here's my theory on that. I think that uh, Sean Miller, uh, coach of the University of Arizona, since all these uh, scandals and and you know reports keep keep piling up. He will get fired. Luke Walton gets fired and coaches back at the University of Arizona, his Ooh. school that he went to, um, where he wants to ring. And him and uh, I think he'd be a great addition over there. Um, and I don't even care about the Lakers. <laughs> Interesting right. take. And what team are we bandwagon uh, bandwagoning for the rest of the year? As a final question. Um, Not the uh, You you got a bandwagon the the Kings. The, the Kings. Kings. Are, yeah, <laughs> that's a great take, <laughs> man. Kings. I love that. The Buddy Foxes. I like it. <laughs> Aren't they all young players right now? Like, they're kind of lefties. Oh, yeah. I mean, their best player's name is Buddy. you got to root for him. So we're talking about rookies. Yeah, we're talking about little people. And I know Kavon wants to talk about Little Pump. So we're just going to let him get into it. Little Pump is the greatest rapper um, in our generation that we've seen. And to ever be in a studio. Uh, he's blessed all of our ears. He's blessed all of our hearts. Um, and if, if we're going to compare him with all the other, other rappers right now and all the little rappers... Uh, it, it's not even a discussion. I mean, look at look at look at these names that we have up here: Lil Wayne, Lil Uzi, Lil Yachty, Who? Uh, Lil Dicky, Lil John, Lil Snoop. Uh, oh yeah, all, all those guys. You, you fucking put them in the trash can. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be like him, you know. I mean, how many of those rappers can say they went to and intended Harvard? He's the only rapper I know yeah. from Harvard. Exactly. You know, he can't even read. And he's a multimillionaire. <laughs> name a, can you name another multimillionaire who cannot read and is simply looks like Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather, maybe. Checkmate. And maybe <laughs> Mike Tyson. Is there oh, a Mike Tyson oh, yeah. can read. <laughs> nah. but let's give him some credit. He Mike can't Tyson. speak. Uh, have you heard him? <laughs> Where's the proof? Stop. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson can read. Yeah, Mike Tyson, isn't he running for like Congress or something? Is he really? Yeah, I think I was reading something on that. He's, he's running for office of, of something. Uh, and he was getting ready to fight this this like black reporter because he tried to like <laughs> put some hate on his name. So why would you even ask that? <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Hey, I'll raise you a millionaire who can't read. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, good luck beating that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he can shotgun beers like no other. So <laughs> That's all that matters. He's, he's for the boys, not for the library. Yeah, in America, uh, yeah. literacy rates don't matter. It's just how well you can shotgun And let's be honest. If you could party with any one NFL player in the league, would it not be Gronk? He's on oh, yeah, boats. Yeah, yeah. He's on here. boats, drinking liquor with, Bro, I with don't know. models. I feel like he's like very like. I think OBJ. I think OBJ man. would be a pretty good one too. Um, uh, yeah. He, he seems like he. He seems like he's a. He's a fun you know, time. Because you want to pick a youthful guy. You don't want to pick a guy like Tom Brady who eats <laughs> av- eats avocado toast every morning and has a uh, his, his trainer rub him down with Brees. lotion. <laughs> Uh, Drew Brees would seem like a pretty dope dude to hang out with too. Do you know how yeah, many kids? Yeah, for like a cookout, not, know, not really anything else. Drew Brees has six kids, buddy. He's not going anywhere. You're, you're telling me that he's not going. He's not going on the party boat. <laughs> oh, he no, he goes to Mardi Gras. He's he's yeah. definitely in Mardi Gras every single year. <laughs> I think Big Ben. He'd be fun to hang around with. Like he's really good with women. So Big yeah. Ben, Ray Rice. <laughs> Talking about being good All with the women. In one room together. I'm not being Simpson. good with women. I, t- I asked that a girl today. That's really awkward. This is the first time I asked that a girl in a long time. Wow, why did oh, you yeah. ask? What do you mean, why did I ask? <laughs> yeah, you, were, you were telling me about that. 
the predicament that you're in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm talking about a different out. group. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, that's the right predicament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I decided to do the one in person I was talking about. And I don't know if I want to do the other one in text because I feel like it's kind of tacky. But the thing is, here's my predicament. I have a class where I have two women that I'm deeply intrigued with. And I don't want to ask one person out while the other person's like there at the same time. And I feel like it'd be kind of awkward. So I'm going to ask one person over text and one person in person. And I did the one person in person today. It's just like, yeah. But the thing was like, hey, let's go get coffee sometime. Well, coffee never actually means coffee. Exactly. Because I don't even like coffee. I don't even know why I asked her for why coffee. Don't you, <laughs> why don't you ask her to go get food? Because like, I feel like that's too serious. That's one like. How's that too that. serious? Yeah, next like week that. we're gonna do romance talk with Kavan. Go ahead and call in, and Kavan will give you your best so, relationship yeah. advice. <laughs> Apparently, Kavan is Doctor Love. Uh, I'm Coach Harry. I'm Doctor Love. <laughs> um. <laughs> were you asking? Were you looking for advice, Squints? Or no, I'm just I'm just talking, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind okay, talking so to Doctor Slang. <laughs> Does he know he's so if you don't like coffee I would not recommend asking girls out to coffee I, well, like... I think all girls means that coffee doesn't actually mean yeah, coffee all girls exactly like, precisely let's, okay, let's, but... go to, let's go to the carnival and you'll have a lot of that man. you yeah. mean to fly to Rio de Janeiro like, like <laughs> try something <laughs> do something you want to do like you like to do too let's take go to the cockfight <laughs> yeah take it to the horse races <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's a great idea actually yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you want to ride with me on a Greyhound bus from Phoenix to Tucson because my flight got canceled? I mean, you win them right there. <laughs> Nothing says romance like a Greyhound. As many of you probably don't know, Squint is a uh, expertise when it comes to traveling. He doesn't miss a flight. He doesn't. I actually have never. He doesn't a try to get on overbooked flights where he misses and is stuck there for a week. It's not him. My flights have gotten canceled before. I know he's trying to be sarcastic. I'm a very good traveler. He never tries to fly during, you know. Hard weather, hard snow, where he can't, he can never, he always gets to where he wants to go on time. He spent 12 hours in New York for a trip that took him four days to get home. I, I was in New York and my flight got canceled. I was already on the plane and it was like two hours where we were just like waiting to take off. And they're like, oh, you know what? Flight's canceled. We're going to go back to the, uh, to the jet bridge. I was like, cool. So I took a, I took a Greyhound from New York to Washington. Then I took a flight from Washington to Nashville. My flight got canceled from Nashville to Dallas. I waited another 30 minutes. And then I took another flight from Nashville to Dallas, and I had a call out of work. Have you ever considered that traveling to New York from Arizona for a single day <laughs> probably isn't the best maneuver? By the way, I have a travel rule right here. It's called the two-for-one rule. You've got to spend at least twice as mu- twice the amount of time at that place you're visiting as long as it takes to get back. So if you're wow. gonna, if it's gonna be one day of travel, you got to spend at least two days. There. You're using I mean, logic whoa, whoa, whoa. and, and sense, sensible <laughs> I mean, thinking. Come on, do we have any issues when we hit up Cabo? Cabo. Um, actually, uh, I can't talk about my Cabo experience. Uh, oh shit! But yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to Cabo. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, that never happened. So how did Squinch ruin that trip? With his travel... The trip never happened. Uh, if, if, if the trip so. never happened, all right. I if guess that trip uh, did happen. <laughs> I guess that's a pretty good segue to uh, to wrap it up. So, yeah, that was our travel and uh, love expert, Squints, hopping on the mic. You're welcome if for you wanna get, helping if you, you out. Get, if you want to get real good uh, relationship uh, advice and you know, love advice, talk to your man Tristan Thompson. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> uh, and all of the Kardashians. Uh, for that matter, Travis Scott. Uh, I, that's actually where I model all of 
uh, all of my expertise from. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that y'all should do the same. What, what, uh, what morals did Tristan Thompson display by just, you know, dumping, just getting out of that, it? That the uh, or monogamy is a false thing that, you know, us as Americans should abide by. Uh, the Mormons have it right. You know, I shouldn't be, have to be settled down with one, with one love. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to implicate. And I think he's doing a damn good job at it. Thank you, sir, Tristan Thompson. He's really, you know, laying a pathway for all of us. All of us young males. He's laying the pipe so we can all follow down it. Amen. Pause. No homo. And I don't think that, you know, Khloe Kardashian smells like earring back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was probably one of the funniest things that's probably ever been said on any, on any you know, form of media. Um, so, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So, so athletes, so athletes uh, as you know, sometimes they can do personal shout-outs. Come on, I don't know if you've seen this, but... Um, they usually do shout outs, so you can you can give a certain uh, website money, and these certain celebrities will do shout outs for whoever you know has given them money. And Don't Antonio Brown money. has recently done one. And have you heard Have you heard of this? I haven't. No. We're gonna play it for you right now, actually. Happy 38th birthday! And I hear it's your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney. And your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming. <laughs> um, that seems like a pretty authentic, uh, that seems like a really authentic freaking shout out to me. Um, I don't know what you guys are freaking harping about. Um, <laughs> you know, if Antonio Brown even said my name, I think that, you know, I'd be a pretty happy guy. So take what you can get. Stop being so selfish. <laughs> so, so two questions here. Uh, one... How many takes was that? Two, was it an anniversary message? Was it a birthday message? Was it uh, congrats on the new job message? <laughs> wedding what, anniversary? Which, which one was I think, it? I think that Antonio Brown is doing his due diligence and just covering all the grounds possible um, so that you know you can fill in the blank, like kind of like a Madeline or an Adeline. There we go, yeah. He's like, you uh, can just fill this in. Here's 500 bucks. <laughs> You know, and this is what you're getting, and it's it's perfect. It, hardly any effort, and it's 500 bucks a pop. Well, how much would you pay for your favorite celebrity to give you a personal shout-out? I wouldn't pay shit. Uh, let's see. Who, oh. I, first, got to think of who is my personal, my favorite celebrity. Yeah, like your favorite um, celebrity of all time, what I mean, would you... You already said Lil Pump, bro. What would you... No, he's, he's, my, fa he's my favorite artist. Um, favorite celebrity? Uh, honestly, I'm going to have to say... Uncle Sharp right now. He, Uncle he's, Sharp. He's goat man, goat man. Uh, for him to say my name, say my name, that sounds kind of weird. To stumble over um, all the words that uh, you've given him to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll give a, I'll pay a hundred for it. I'll pay a hundred Wow. I, right. I, I spent a hundred bucks on a lot more frivolous things. Talking about frivolous <laughs> things you spent money on, how was that Lakers game you went to? Oh, that was... I might as well just burnt that and freaking <laughs> gave it gave it to literally a hobo and said, "Here, go buy some drugs." Um, Do they do bad against the So let me get this straight: you'd rather rather give a hobo drugs rather than get than go to the Lakers game. At least he had a good. At least he would have a good time. 
Or she. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not discriminating. We'll have a good time. Uh, probably a better time than I did. Hey, it was a memory for a lifetime. Back to the topic of uh, celebrity shout-outs. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ice tea over under 200 would you pay <laughs> for, so the, for ice so tea? So the price for ice tea to shout you out, come on, would be 200 bucks. What do you What do you think about that? Ice tea. Ice tea? Ice tea. I mean, actor and rapper, he's, he's uh, on that, whole that one show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, he did that one It's obviously so-, so famous that I don't know the name he of it. He did that one song Law 20 years order? ago. Or something like that? Sounds right. Um... Two hundred bucks, yeah. I pay two hundred bucks. I pay. You would not pay two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, How about yeah, Chris Rock, the one and only Gilbert Gottfried? Hold on, one hundred and fifty. Let me get this straight. You said you'd pay a hundred bucks for your favorite celebrity of all time, but you would pay two hundred bucks <laughs> for iced tea to say happy birthday. Colors. Colors. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. How about this one, Brian? Bumgartner, the one and only Kevin Malone, one forty-five. Kevin from the Office. What do you think? One forty-five. Hmm. Now I'm gonna have to go no with that one. All right. How about Flavor Flav? What would the price for Flavor Flav be? Yeah. Give me a price for Flavor Flav that you would estimate. Yo, we saw him live. That's a that's a that's a good one. I'd I'd pay top dollar for a Flavor Flav. Give me a dollar. Yeah. Give me a dollar amount. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. You know. Iconic, you know, flavor, flavor. You have to be all super ignorant about it too. Like I don't want, you know, real educated flavor, flavor now. Uh-huh. So what if we told you one fifty? That's a bargain, right? One fifty for flavor, oh, yeah. flavor. Yeah. I get two for. I'll get two for. I'll get two for that one. Oh yeah. Let's see what other ones do we have. Oh, how about former in sinker Lance Bass? How Whoa. about that price? I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> well, he's not Justin Timberlake. If that helps you out at all. Um, how about like real people, like Steven Tyler? <laughs> Steven Tyler, that's a great one. I am not finding him on here. Um, let's see here. Norm McDonald. Wow, <laughs> we're we're really rolling it, rolling back the. Whoa, curtain. whoa, 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 whoa! We gotta talk about Riff Raff. How much you pay for a riff, riff shout out? Riff, a riff raff shout out? Oh, yeah. Honestly, riff raff super homie. He'd do it for free, bro. You you so? All right, I don't know yeah, yeah. how we're beating this. The one, the only, Brian Scalabrini. Oh, <laughs> what is that price? That's that's four figures. That's four. <laughs> well, I got some good news for for you. You're getting a homie discount. Double digits, ninety nine dollars. <laughs> Sign me up. The so, white mamba. We could get ten of those. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I definitely pay ninety nine bucks. I pay yeah, I, I pay top dollar for Brian Scalabrini shout out. <laughs> what about a Kanye West shout out? Oh, Would you guys oh, pay man. for a Kanye West shout out? Man, I I probably pay like four hundred bucks for a Kanye West shout out. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. More than his shoes. His shoes are kind of shitty. You're crazy. Nah, bro. <laughs> you see them for students wearing them. I actually, uh, Cody, I would like to know what kind of shoes are you wearing right now? My shoes. I got some tearing at the seams, uh, standard black and gray vans. Woo! Would going. you take some Yeezys over those vans that you're currently rocking right now? Oh, if I'm giving them for free and I'm not <laughs> taking into consideration the dollar amount that it cost on those things and 
like the whole economic overflow with such transaction, 100%. I'm not turning that down. Yeah, do you guys think it's weird to wear, uh, like, signed memorabilia, like, autographed? Like, if you had, like, autographed Yeezys, would you wear them out? No. Just... No. You hang them up. You never touch them. I oh, my... which brings me... Which brings me to this, speaking of signed memorabilia, uh, I was really, really disappointed the other day um, at work. Uh, I, For those who don't know, I work at the Scottsdale Airport don't in Arizona. Um, oh, yeah, you can, you can find me there. Um, <laughs> I, found, I found out, uh, there, and there's another airport here called Deer Valley Airport, right actually across the street from where I live. I live two minutes away from it. That Magic Johnson was at that airport. Just oh, chilling, man. sitting down with his wife, having some food, having a dinner, completely in the open. Um, the day after, I was wearing all of my Laker gear. I have my Magic <laughs> Johnson memorabilia here. Um, and I was ticked off because uh, I definitely would have driven, you know, a couple of feet away to go get an autograph of Magic Johnson. I'm really sorry, man. Like, I feel like if you were there with him, he would definitely aid you by giving those signatures. Well, guess what, Kevin? Oh, I got. <laughs> I, I got some news for you. After this this performance, you're going to be signing some autographs yourself. You're a star. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true story. <laughs> I'm making it the big leagues. You're in the big leagues hey, now, I'm boy. Ray J. <laughs> I'm that Ray J. I'm bigger than I'm bigger than Matty Johnson. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get on that cameo website. And what would your price be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, to get my signature, um, I think I'm going to stick with the the ninety nine ninety nine. Ninety nine ninety nine. All right. <laughs> hey, bro, you were already. <laughs> Yo, who do we meet at the uh, at that car show? Ray J. Bro, you already got in that Ray J video. <laughs> I know. I'm in a Ray J video. Okay. Um, you can catch me on some old magazine covers that probably don't exist anymore. I'm, I'm famous out here. You, you, you can Google me. You can Google me. <laughs> so, um, I just want to switch topics up. So, Kavan, recently you tweeted... You wouldn't be able to run for a political position because of some things you formally tweeted. Now, I just want to bring up some tweets that I said before, and you could see some things that you think you wouldn't get elected for. If I ever ran for a political position, I definitely wouldn't get it because I tweeted this in 2016, two days before the uh, 2016 election. I think it was like November 4th. I was like, if all men are dogs, let me bury my, my bone in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to hear what you thought would be on an, ex an unacceptable tweet. Excuse me, like I said, this is our drunk cast. I'm a little bit inebriated. A little bit. I'm just trying to like not stir my <laughs> words as much as I usually am. What, what were you uh, saying is your best uh, tweet? My my best or most hall of the hall Infamous. of shame tweet. Hall of shame tweet uh, that made it actually on iFunny. <laughs> go back. You can you can go back. And try to find it. It was something along. The you're line. just everywhere. You're famous. You're pretty much. You're everywhere. Let's get that blue check yeah. mark. I please and thank you. Um, so if we can, you know, dispense this podcast house to any and all social media platforms <laughs> to kind of get me recognized a little bit more, I'd be very much appreciated. Um, but my my tweet, something along the lines of you know sticking sticking a uh, your finger on a butt, smelling it. That's what. I can't even remember. That's what, that's what eating ass <laughs> sounds like. But, but that's but like you know, if I was Kevin Hart, I definitely wouldn't be able to host the Oscars. Something about uh, fingers and butt, <laughs> you know, you know, you can put it together. Right? So if somebody printed that tweet out and they asked you to autograph it, how much would you do it for? Uh, I'm thinking that's that's a that's a five hundred dollar tweet right there. That's <laughs> five hundred dollars. Now we want to thank you so much for coming onto our podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Is there anything else you want to like plug or talk about before you you know we end this conversation? 
no. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Roger that Kavan. Um, follow my Instagram if you want to talk Lakers. Um, if you want to play Xbox, play some 2K. Uh, let those he can attest that my 2K skills are top tier. Um, but no, that's about it. I appreciate I appreciate the time uh, getting me on the show, getting me on the podcast. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Cash. My boy. Man, that was Cash. that was an MVP for performance. We're yeah, going so, downhill from here on out with all of our guests. <laughs> Great job, KV. Hey, good to talk to you, bro. We'll talk to you later, man. Uh, I'll catch you guys. All right. And so we got your favorite football analysts on the line now. And there's some news right now that the rumors are picking up. The Cardinals might draft Kyler Murray first, Porky. That's that's what I've been hearing. I've seen seen the, the Twitters. Uh, people on uh, Twitter.com have said that the Cardinals, it's almost a formality. They're going to be taking Kyler Murray. And... Uh, Honestly, if they don't take Kyler Murray, the Cardinals will be making a grave, grave mistake. They have, in my opinion, two options with the first overall pick. What's that? They should either trade. They should either. What's up? <laughs> just, just go on. Just go on. Do not let him distract you. He is drunk. <laughs> they should either trade the first overall pick to someone, maybe the Raiders, for a haul for many other draft picks, maybe some players. Or take Kyler Murray. If they take Nick Bosa, the Cardinals will be no better than they were last year. So you do not. Some statistics from the, uh, from Football Outsiders. They're an analytics. Uh, they're an analytics tool that people use. Uh, according to Football Outsiders, the Cardinals' pass rush last year was third in the NFL. They tied for fifth in sacks. So clearly, the Cardinals really don't need help on the defensive line. They have Chandler Jones. They have other young players. Um, Who's the guy from Ole Miss? I can't remember his name. Robert Tamdichi. So the Cardinals' defensive line is, one, not an area of weakness. Two, an area of weakness for the Cardinals last year. Thank you for listening to the Intellectual Dumbasses. Dumbass. 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 Dumbass.